What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. and welcome to Wiregrass Haunts. I am your host, Stan Fikes, and I have with me my beautiful co-host, Miss Teresa Fikes. Are you with me, Teresa? I sure am. Hello, everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Um, guys, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. Um, we have a special lady that's that's with us as our guest, Miss um, Christy Sumner. She is the founder and lead investigator for Soul Sisters Paranormal. We'll be bringing her on here in just a few minutes, and we'll get down to, to, the, to the business, if you will. Um, Teresa, 
what's been going on? I mean, do you have anything to tell the world tonight? I have some stuff in the works. I'm not ready to announce it yet. Ooh, no announcements. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, we do have a lot of uh, private residence um, investigations to do. Yes. Uh, then we are going to have a few historical ones to do in the next few months. Uh, and some other exciting news that we'll be announcing maybe by the end of this month. Awesome. Uh, I did uh, I did want to let everybody know that one of the investigations, it's actually a fundraiser, and it is, uh, will be in uh, collaboration with uh, Alabama Paranormal Research, Nathan LeVan. We will be at Old Cahaba. Um, now it goes both we, uh, two weekends, the 19th and the 26th, 18th and the 26th. Um, we, uh, we're going to do a haunted history tour and people have already purchased their tickets and that type of thing. Um, we will be there kind of letting everybody play with our equipment. And if y'all hear my dogs in the background, somebody knocked on the door. So my lovely wife went to check it out. But um, uh, but we're going to be setting up in the slave quarters at Old Cahaba. And um, I'm the infamous male person, the UPS. Awesome. My wife's books. Sorry, guys. But anyway, we're uh, going to be setting up in the slave quarters and letting everybody play with some of our equipment and uh, just kind of meet us and, and have a really good time and help the Alabama Archaeological uh, Society in their uh, efforts to restore old Cahaba. So uh, everybody kind of watch out on Facebook. And by all means, go and check their website. And see if there's any uh, tickets available. I know they were going fast. And um, purchase a ticket. Come see us. We will be there the 26th, 25th, and 26th. 25th is it, we normally go around and investigate privately the, the, the town itself. But the 26th is when we're all there, get to meet everybody and, and tell our stories. Tell our stories and, and that type of thing. Um, so, you know, anybody that's in that area or even outside that area wants to come and support that, um, it's really a good cause. And uh, you got anything you want to add to that? Nope, I think that's it. No? Hey, I did good. Awesome. Did good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, well, if you don't have anything else, now, of course, uh, I do have one more thing. And I want to... Give a big shout out to Miss Miranda Young. She is Ghost Biker Exploration. We are doing on October 12th, we're investigating the old Pauly Jail, and we are going to be collaborating with her. She's going to come and investigate with us, and we are so excited. Uh, Miranda, if you're listening, we can't wait. Um, you know, we have a couple of cells picked out that we want you to, to just get in there and have a good time. So uh, uh, we have investigated Poly Jail. This will be our, what, third or fourth year? Fourth year. Fourth year. And every single time we go to the jail, we get something new. New EVPs, um, something on video. 
we have, in fact, we may have to post it on Facebook or something. We have um, some <laughs> evidence, uh, and everybody, nobody can't explain it. So um, maybe sometime or another we can post it on Facebook and let everybody give it a, a look-see and see what they think. Um, maybe somebody can explain and tell us what it is. But, all right, well, if you don't have anything else, I think it's time to bring in our guest, don't you? Yes. Awesome. Well, everybody in Wiregrass Haunts Land, as I call it, <laughs> please welcome Miss Christy Sumner from Soul Sisters Paranormal. Christy, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Teresa. You're welcome. You're very welcome. We were so, we were so excited all week about <laughs> having you on the show, and, and I told Teresa says now, um, when are we doing this? And then I, I told her, okay. She says, awesome. This was like two weeks ago or whatever, right after I spoke to you on, on Messenger. Okay. And uh, so we've been really excited ever since uh, you you said that you would be on the show. Well, I've been excited as well. And I, I, again, thank you for extending the invitation. Yeah. Yeah. We, we Trust me, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope it won't scare you off on the first interview. Oh no, you will be back. Trust me. Um, we have. I like. I like having uh, return guests, um, especially after events and things like that. And I see that you have some uh, good events coming up, especially in November. One that I'm really, really interested in that we'll talk about later. Um, and and that's kind of been a. Um, um, something I've really, really been interested in. Uh, so, and had, I haven't had a chance to go and investigate myself. So, um, you know, maybe we can talk about it. But, sure, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, um, so, Christy, tell everybody who you are and how you got started in the paranormal and how you got Soul Sisters together. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Christy Sumner. Um, Soul Sisters Paranormal was uh, a collaboration between my twin sister and my younger sister and I. Um, so hence, we really are sisters. Um, and then we brought in two of our very special friends, Kara and Kim. And uh, in 2015, we formally formed Soul Sisters Paranormal. Uh, we've always been you know, interested in the paranormal. And we had the chance in 2014 to investigate the West Virginia State Penitentiary um, through a series of, uh, of friendships up there, as well as my background as my grandfather was a uh, was a prison guard there at one point. So we had a fascination with that location. And um, so as for a girl's trip, we just went uh, and did a small paranormal investigation there and just really fell in love with the, the concept of paranormal investigations. Um, we do all have advanced degrees. Um, which kind of sets us apart a little bit, I think, in the paranormal world. So we come at paranormal investigations with a very researched focus. Um, so we're always trying to figure out, you know, how can we do it a little bit better with, with each investigation? So formally, as Soul Sisters Paranormal, we've been investigating since 2015 and uh, have just been having a great time with it ever since. Awesome. <laughs> so how many how many are in the... in is part of the Soul Sisters? There's five of us. We are an all-female group. 
Um, and like I said, uh, my twin sister and I, as well as my younger sister, uh, we started it in 2014. And like I said, we've always had a fascination with the paranormal. Um, you know, we, we were watching ghost hunters and, you know, ghost adventures and that sort of thing. And just kind of thinking to ourselves, you know, if we were in that location, you know, what would we do? What questions would we ask? Um, you know, where would we set cameras or equipment? And um, the, the investigation, the short one that we did at, at West Virginia State Penitentiary, Century in 2015 really allowed us to to kind of experience that for the first time, um, and then you know then we really became hooked. We became hooked, if you will, and uh, just really started um, uh, looking for different locations to investigate. Um, and and I enjoyed your 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 speech at the beginning with regard to the history because that's something that's really dear to our hearts as well. We we like bringing the history to the forefront of these investigations that we do. So. Um, even if we were to investigate a location and we found no paranormal evidence, we would still uh, edit and, and produce a video of the history of the location because it means that much to us. I, uh, I did see the video that you guys just recently released and it's awesome. Well, thank you. Um, uh, do, do you do your own video editing? I do. Yes. Um, so that's kind of like my role on the team. Uh, I, I find the, the locations, um, it, it's kind of different for us, uh, maybe more so than most paranormal teams, because we all are all over the country. Um, so the logistics of getting everybody to a location um, on a certain date, it's a little bit more challenging than probably other paranormal groups have to go through. Um, so we really do four, maybe five what I would consider large scale investigations a year. And then we'll do one offs. Um, as as some of the the investigators can can come in, so we'll do we have investigations where just my twin and I have gone, um, or you know just um, uh, one of the investigators Kim or or Kara have gone um, without the others. So it is a little challenging in that respect, um, but uh, it's you know it's it's been really fun um, putting all of this together, highlighting the history. Um, so back to your question, yes, I do edit um, the videos and and do find those pieces of history that I really want to incorporate and, um, and just put out there to the public that they may not know about. Absolutely. Um, Teresa is um, head of our research department. She does a fantastic job. And uh, if, it, if it wasn't for her, then, you know, we would really be walking around in the blind. So, um, you know, uh, that doesn't change for Stan. He just keeps on walking around like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, gee, all right. Already threw me under the bus. I'm telling you. Um, so, Teresa, you know, I mean, it is challenging because you do want to find that that hook, if you will, um, with regard to a location that maybe somebody hasn't covered before. Um, so, for example, at Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, you know, everybody knows that that's where James Earl Ray was held. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And a lot of people will base their history and their stories around that one particular prisoner when it's not really about that. It's about the location as a whole. Um, you know, same thing with, uh, you know, West Virginia State Penitentiary. Uh, the apparition of red that's that's said to, to to inhabit one of the cells there. A lot of people go in looking for that and, and focus their research and their history around that one specific entity or one specific item of a location. We try to broaden it a little bit um, and maybe in, incorporate things that most viewers would not be aware of. Exactly, exactly. I always try to look for what was there before that time that we're we're studying. You know, if um, try to find out what was going on with the land itself before there was ever a building or ever even people even living on it. I think that's the first thing to start with, Uh, knowing every bit of the history of the place, how how that building came to be there. You know, the people that owned it before, the people that just all got together and created that whole business, you know, whatever kind of business it is, I think is important to know too. Absolutely. And and again, that's, that's how we approach it as well. You know, what was it before? Like, for example, we went to the exchange hotel in Virginia um, and, you know, it started out as a hotel along the railroad lines, but then it became um, a civil war hospital. And now you have all of these deaths incorporated, verifiable deaths that are, that are incorporated with this location. And so you really want to delve into that and, and tell how it got to that location, how it became the civil war hospital and and why the deaths occurred there. And, and so you really have to dig deep. And, you know, I thought after school, my days in the library were done, but (laughs) research, you know, you find yourself going through, uh, through index cards pretty quickly. (laughs) Yes. And, and, you know, our library here has changed so much. Um, We're actually fixing to do a library program once a month there. Uh, but uh, that's something I'm going to announce later. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just going back in there into the new library and looking at some of the updated equipment mm-hmm. that they use in there now, it's so technological. It's, <laughs> I, I feel like if I took my kids back in there and showed them an index card and said, go find this book, they would not know how to do it. Exactly. What's the Dewey Decimal System? What is that again? So, hold on, Dad. Let me Google that. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. So it is, and and like I said, I, I I'm I'm very pleased to hear that that your team does that as well because you know without the history there there really wouldn't be that um that that paranormal research that really rich paranormal research um because I, I feel that in order to go to a location and actually do it justice with regard to a paranormal research um, or paranormal investigation, you have to dig deeper. You have to get into that history. Uh, you just can't go in and, and say, who's with us now? Or is anybody with us tonight? It, it, it's, it's to us. We really want to try to get the story. We want to see, you know, if those entities can connect us to that history that we've found. Um, so that is a very important piece to us. That's kind of like when we went to the um, slave house there in Cahaba, and one of the, our guests, 
ask the spirit, do you know Elvis? And I'm like, I think a little further back. Ask questions a little further back than that because they might not have known Elvis in the 1800s. Yeah, that's just a little bit. I know Elvis is popular, but gee whiz. I know. <laughs> he may be signing up there, but come on. They asked if they, did they know who Abraham Lincoln was, and all the meters lit up like crazy. <laughs> I was like, yes, they know them. <laughs> yeah, so so you absolutely get what we're trying to do with um, with Soul Sisters. Oh yes, oh, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's really a fascinating area of the research is just learning the history because then you can kind of understand why that person did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it asks it answers that why question. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you get, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it may not make sense to us now, you know, if something like that happened. But back then, if if you're figuring out why that person could have done this, then it makes more sense if you know what was going on in the community even and what well, was going on in the country. Well, absolutely. And, and it brings that, you know, relatability if you find a spirit that you're actually communicating with. Um, you, you know, it, it's they're relatable to those questions. Um, so if you go in like to your example and say, you know, it, do you know Elvis? You're probably not going to get a response to that. But, you know, like you said, if you ask who's your president or something that's relatable like that, um, you may get a response. We were fortunate enough. We asked that question at Fort Mifflin and um, we did get the response of Lincoln. And, uh, you know, we, we knew from our research that were, they were both Confederate and Union soldiers um, in that uh, in that that prison at the time um, or in that court at the time. So, again, that's a very relatable question that that they would have an answer to that we can we can draw back to our research from. Right. Well, you know what I like? Um, well, of course, I do. I'm the one that sets up the main part of the investigation. Okay. Um, make sure that my equipment guys and tech guys have got everything in the right locations and so on and so forth. And then technically I'm the lead investigator. But mm-hmm. um, when we get to a point, because we log during our investigation, we get to a point, you know, we kind of backtrack ourselves a little bit and say, okay, what, if, what, what do we have up until now? Mm-hmm. We can take that and what goes on on the rest of the investigation and just kind of piece a puzzle together. And, that puzzle, when it all comes together at the end, you're sitting there and you're just totally amazed at the information that you find out by just strictly doing the investigation and then adding the 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 culture and and the findings of uh, of the ones that done all the historical data. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and when you can marry those two and marry it in a very successful way, um, I just think that is absolutely fascinating. Um, you know, we've been very fortunate in the fact that we're down here in Central Florida, and um, uh, my sisters and I were, were fourth generation Ocala, Florida natives, and that just happened to be the location of the Ma Barker shootout back in 1935, which was the longest longest FBI shootout in history. And um, you know, we we're, were very fortunate to um, get to be the first paranormal team to go into that house and actually do a full scale investigation. So we, we knew the history behind that house. 
Um, we, we really delved into it and we asked questions related to the shootout, related to the gang, um, and the answers and the responses that we were getting were so phenomenal because I was able to pull um, from those responses and marry it back to the history. And to me, that was one of the most fascinating videos that we, that we produced. Wow, that that's super interesting to me. Um, being able to go into Ma Barker's house and mm-hmm. and and investigate and and possibly talk to a, a spirit that that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you've got my you got my interest up on that. So. <laughs> well, we do. I, I did produce a video of it, and you know the uh, it, it's it's kind of an interesting story because the house is actually. It, in two, two years ago, it was moved from its original location, which was where the shootout happened. They put it on a barge and moved it two miles across the lake, across Lake Weir, to a new location that's run by Marion County, as well as friends of the, the Bradford Mall Barker House. Um, so we were, I, again, I was fascinated by the history and I wanted to get into the house, but I wasn't certain if the spirits were going to move with the house. Um, I, I hope that they would. I had a feeling that they would, but that's that's not a guarantee. So I did have a lot of questions regarding, well, why wouldn't they stay with the land? Um, and my response to that is they had no ties to the land. They were renting that house. They were only in there for a month and a half before the shootout. So it would make sense to me in my mind that they went with the house. And so when we did the investigation and we we're asking questions about the gang, about the kidnappings, about the the um, the bank robberies and about the shootout, um, when they were giving responses that 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 mirrored those that history that we found, I, I was just blown away. I loved it. Absolutely. And I'm going to go search that video out and I'm going to watch it. Uh, OK, I'll send you the link. You don't even have to yes. search. I'll save you the trouble. That would be great. Um, see, see, that's that's the part of the paranormal industry, if you will, the paranormal field that. I like to get into, um, we started this group to help individuals, to help private people, um, because, you know, there's not a lot of people that, you know, you can contact, say, look, my chair just slid across the floor. Okay. Um, and you know, if you call the sheriff's department or police department, they're going to come down and say, okay, where's the drugs, you know, and, and literally we've had clients to run into that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we initially started our group to uh, help these individuals and these families because there's people out there having real, real problems. Absolutely. Yes. And, um, so we kind of moved into uh, doing historical places just simply out of a fascination that I had. Mm-hmm. And um, so now uh, these historical places that, that we do um, – they become addictive to me. And I don't know if, if that's a situation that you run into, but I just get so caught up in the history and, and putting the investigation together so we can get more history. I mean, do you do that? Yes, sir. Um, and, and back to the example of the Ma Barker house, um, you know, we were after our investigation and we're still the only team. Um, well, actually, one other team has gone in um, that has not been released yet. Um, there's only been two teams that have gone in and actually investigated since the move. Um, and so we did delve a lot into into the history. Absolutely. And to me, it, it has become personal. Uh, we, we are now the home team for the Mom Barker House. And I just love going in there and just kind of 
just kind of sitting and being for a little bit and just realize, you know, there's still bullet holes in the wall. There's still chairs that were there because the, the owners had the foresight after the shootout to maintain all of that furniture. So the bullet holes are there. Um, you know, the, they're in the wall, they're in the furniture, they're in the, uh, the, the chest of drawers that was in the bedroom. Um, wow. You know, so it, it, it's, it's all there and intact like it was the day of the shootout. Um, so yes, to your point, we, we do become very um, involved in the history. Um, you know, uh, the other locations that we've been to, like Brushy Mountain, um, the Exchange Hotel, uh, all of those other ones, y- yes. And, and we do base our investigations on, on two things. One, the history that we find, um, and then we also make it a point to take a day tour before the nighttime investigation. So we'll do a walk around. We'll, we'll, we'll try if we haven't been there before, you know, we, we'll do a walk around. We'll we'll sit down after that walk around to discuss where we want to deploy equipment, you know, how it jives with what we found in the research. Um, and we, we go in with a really um, solid plan. But most of the time we find throughout the night based on the responses that we're getting or the interaction with equipment or team members, those plans change pretty quickly. Um, but back to your point earlier. So yeah, you, you, you do um, get a chance to, to really bring in what you found in the research into the investigation based on the responses that you're getting. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the historical facts on, on some places, and, and we found this out a couple of years ago uh, at an investigation, and I'm not going to mention the name of it just simply because we found some discrepancies in some of the history that had been put out actually by the location. Oh, wow. And uh, we, at that point, it was kind of like it was on. You know, we were, (laughs) Teresa and I and, and another team member, we were just digging and digging and digging. We went to every... Uh, possible source we could from the library, even to uh, Barnes and Nobles and, th- you know, pulling <laughs> books that would have anything, any type of information on that. And, uh, and we managed, and, and this location had made the TV. Um, in fact, it was one of the paranormal shows uh, a few years ago. And um, some of the information that they had put out wasn't exactly so. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't really understand that, but uh, it, well, I guess maybe it wasn't as glamorous as uh, they portrayed it to be. But uh, nonetheless, the 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 historical value of that place and the negative historical value of the place was just phenomenal. Oh yeah, Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
and, and again, those are the those are the types of places that we really like. Um, and then you know during the investigation. As, you, as I said before, we're an all-female group. Um, we don't go in um, really try to provoke anything. We don't go in with a negative attitude or trying to look for negative entities, if you will. Um, you know, we, we, we really, that's not what we're about. Um, we are trying to legitimately tell the story um, if we can get it, if we have paranormal evidence that jives with that history, with the story, that's really what we're looking for. Um, we don't go in with a, a lot of bravado. We don't we don't go in with a lot of, um, you know, um, thumping our chests. That's not that's yeah. really not what we do. Um, right. We go in with with more empathy, I think. And I think that's probably why, you know, we've been fortunate enough to, to have um, paranormal evidence at pretty much every location that we've gone to. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, we, we don't provoke. Um, we try not to get on that negative side of things. And, and I know um, being in this business as long as I have, and, I, you know, I'm, I've probably done this for 10 or 12 years, um, <clears throat> but there's always a negative side to everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you go in there expecting negative, you're going to get negative. Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So we try not to uh, go in there. And honestly, I approach it like this. I don't really expect anything. Um, I do a lot of scientific stuff. Um, I do a lot of uh, trying to figure out, okay, this is why this happens and it's not paranormal. Um, because everything is not paranormal. Correct. And, uh, so, you know, when, we, when you approach it that way um, mm -hmm. and the way that you guys do it, it's just brings the whole thing as a legitimate standard for the paranormal community. I, I, I agree. If you don't do that, the, the, paranormal, the paranormal field itself broadens to a point to where you have like, and I know you've seen the same thing. Um, Joe over here is saying Fred's faking this and, you know, that type of thing. And you have so much turmoil within the paranormal field, then, you know, you, you have, a you have, you have a negative side there and people get away from the historical value of things. Right. And, and there is some argument about the nuances and stuff. And, you know, that's that's really not where we go. Um, we don't really go down that that road. Um, we really I, I will never disparage another group, um, you know, and we're not trying to put anything out there that says this is paranormal. I don't think anybody can make that claim because we're all dealing in theoreticals. Um, you know, I, I liken it to religion. You, you, you have your religion. I have my religion. We don't know which one is right. We don't know which one is going to actually allow us to ascend to the next level. Um, so to arguing about, about things like that in the paranormal community to me is disheartening because it, it does, it, it pulls away from the actual goal that we're trying to achieve. Um, you know, we're already in a subculture. We're already in a sub community. And so infighting just makes it look 
um, you know, that much more uh, disjointed. Um, you know, that's why we try to do a lot of collaborations. We've been very fortunate enough um, to collaborate with Ghost Biker and Miranda Young at Ghost Biker Explorations um, because she's got that positive energy and because, you know, she's somebody who who kind of sees things the same way that we do. Um, we want, we really want to build the knowledge base um, with regards to paranormal and, and rather, you know, not look at comparing is this an orb or is this dust is you know is your shadow figure darker than my shadow figure that to me that just that 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 doesn't make any sense because neither one of us can ever prove that we're right or wrong um so i think we all just kind of need to you know the the, the word paranormal uh, para unity has always has been um you know out there for some time now and i really subscribe to that because that's something that that we need in this community agreed absolutely um if we don't get a hold on this and get everybody working together, um, you can work together and still have a difference of opinion. Absolutely. And that's the, the whole pair unity thing I think is, is just awesome. And we try to fall into that same standard as well. You know, we, we'll work with anybody mm-hmm. and um, you know, I have ideas, you have ideas, uh, other people have ideas and you can't you can't honestly stand there and say well i know there's paranormal activity i can prove it uh, well okay you uh-huh. can you can show me what you think it is but mm-hmm. i may not think the same thing and mm-hmm. uh, you know so i have an issue with a part of the paranormal field um and i try I've been going into this quite a bit here lately, and I try, I'm trying to get away from it, but uh, reality shows, paranormal shows and things like that is kind of a um, a sore hat to me, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, yes. uh, I, I honestly think that some of, some of the shows um, kind of put a, um, a bad taste in people's mouth. Um, they, they do, because, you know, you, you have that, sensationalism. Um, and, and, and that's what quote unquote sells. Um, you know, I do think that in the beginning, you know, back in the, back when tap started and ghost hunters and stuff, I do think there was a legitimate, um, you know, purpose behind that to kind of bring paranormal investigations a little bit more into the mainstream, kind of show people what it's about. Um, but, but then, you know, it, it, it kind of, it kind of snowballed into this, sensationalism you know we have to have more of a scream factor we have to have more of the people running out i'm sorry if you're going to a place that is supposed to be haunted why are you running out when you think you see a, of an apparition that that really doesn't make sense to me um and right. so you know it, they, they they need that obviously for ratings now i'm not saying again i'm not disparaging um all paranormal shows i do think there are some that are are great and they have their purpose in 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 the mainstream media but for most of them the, the sensationalism has really gotten away from the purpose of the history again you know um going back to to my collaboration with uh with ghost biker um i, I really like her approach in that she does highlight the history and so i think that's why we work so well together on our collabor- collaborations um is because we do see it from the same angle um there's there's not this trying to um, one up each other, and those are the people that we really like to, that we like to collaborate with. Sure, and and yes, Miranda is is approaching that this, this whole thing in the correct manner, and I think it's just awesome that she she's putting that together because um, 
you were right. You know, ghost hunters back in the day, or taps, if you will, we used to watch that, you know, because that was that was the new thing. And um, they didn't necessarily run around. They're scared of this or scared of that. They did bring some history into light. Um, and they kind of got to where, you know, this is how you we do this. And um, they're not calling out negative energy or, you know, calling everything a demon and um, doing satanic reading out of a satanic Bible on TV and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think there's a time and place for everything. Uh, but I, I just don't right. think that things like that needs to be in the mainstream. Right. And, and there is an audience for everything, obviously, as you, as you said, but, um, you know, for us personally, there's already negative stuff in the world. There's already in the quote unquote real world, there's already negative forces that, you know, your, your job, your life, your, hobby, whatever. Um, and so to, to, to already to take that into a paranormal investigation, I just don't think does justice to the investigation. Um, so we always try to make it not not the word fun, but we try to make it upbeat, more of a positive um, experience. You know, we're, we're in it for the history, but we did start this as a way to get together four or five times a year and do something that we really enjoy together. Um, so we use that time as a positive experience. Um, you know, we, we don't use Ouija board. We don't try to, to summon or provoke. Like I said, um, to us, it is really about stepping into these places um, and actually feeling the history. For example, how many people can say they've stayed the night in a Revolutionary War fort or uh, a lighthouse or the the place where Ma Barker died? Um, Not a lot of people can say that. So for us, just the experience alone is is worth the price of admission for us. Um, Just the fact that we're bringing paranormal, that we we found what we believe is paranormal evidence is just the, the, the bonus. I agree. Um, we just recently investigated the USS North Carolina battleship. Yes. And um, that ship is huge. Mm-hmm. It's nine levels. And, you know, uh, I mean, it wasn't free to do that. But um, uh, for every every dollar we spent, you know, it was three times worth the money. So uh, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. And, and I think these historical places, they need more historical places needs to do the same thing Mm -hmm. just simply to give people the chance to experience the history. Absolutely. You, um, uh, Miranda and I, we actually collaborated at, uh, um, Henry river mill village and, uh, it, it was just the two of us, actually, the rest of my team couldn't join us. So it just the two of us investigating on that one. And it, it, it's a fascinating history behind that. Um, you know, it, it started out as a textile mill and they built this, this village around it so that the laborers could stay close to the, the mill. And it became their social world, um, education, religion, uh, politics. All of it was encompassed and encased in this village. And um, so all of that energy, you know, when from birth to death, all of that um, was was housed in the village. So it was abandoned in in 1977 when the mill burned down. Um, But now they've had reports of paranormal activity. And we were fortunate enough enough to go in there and investigate. And 
just just to walk through you know those houses and to know families were living there and that they they were born and they died there it it it, it is really interesting to see that um so the, i'm hoping that the video that we produced for that investigation will allow more people to go and experience something like that um because you know if if we don't highlight the history part of it um then what's the point really in my mind exactly um you know because if you throw uh, all this paranormal stuff up there. Um, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. Then you're just going to get thrill seekers um, mm-hmm. to go in there. And some of the things like that happened at Cahaba. And that's why the the uh, historical commission there totally stopped people from investigating Cahaba just okay. simply because of a couple of paranormal groups that went in and uh, broke in and things like that, just simply because somebody flashed up some paranormal stuff on, on the internet and, and it was done that way. And so positive videos like you guys are putting out, that's just simply awesome. Well, thank and, you. That, that's uh, what we're trying to do. Absolutely. And, and I want to, as much as I possibly can help you guys promote that totally. So, well, uh, um, Anything I can do that way to help you guys with that, you know, that I would just love to do that. Well, thank you. Now, that investigation was in the mountains of North Carolina, isn't that right? Yes, sir. Um, uh, Right outside of Hickory, North Carolina. And, um, you know, you kind of have sometimes when when you're looking at these places and you're trying to find them, um, you got a little bit different mindset before you see it. Um, but we pulled up onto that and it did not disappoint. I mean, um, there are houses, the remnants of houses that are there. The general store is, I mean, it, it, it's, it looks super cool. And when you know the history behind it, um, it just adds to that. And then at night you do have that little bit of a, a creep factor. Um, and it, it was just, it, it was really a very cool experience. It, w- it was our first collaboration together, um, uh, Ghost Biker Explorations and myself. Um, so, you know, we are kind of um, trying to find different techniques to use. We used some different things that I hadn't tried before. And uh, we used some stuff that uh, Miranda hadn't tried before. So it, it was very um, enriching for, I think, both of our teams. And uh, so to me, that was just a great investigation. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the video that we produced um, will, again, bring some attention to that location. Uh, we will be attending event, an event there October 26th. It's called their Booze and Brews event. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
And uh, so we'll be there and kind of highlighting what we did and, and how we did it and kind of showcasing some of the stuff that we found. That's great. Now, I'm originally from North Carolina. Okay. Um, I've been I've been to Hickory many, many times. Um, and uh, I've missed it. You know, uh, I'm, well, I say I missed it. I may not have missed it. I just didn't know what I was looking at, honestly. <laughs> right. Um, I'm from the coast. In fact, oh. I'm from the town where the battleship's located, Wilmington. Oh, great. I love Wilmington. And, um, you know, that that would be awesome to be able to go over and uh, investigate something like that. That would just, and it being in the mountains anyway, the mountains of North Carolina carries all kinds of folklore and 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 oh, yeah. all those old timers and stuff that's there. They'll tell you stories. Mm-hmm. I have family that live in Cher- that lives in Cherokee, and um, I used to sit around the campfire with some of my uncles, and they're in Cherokee and. And they used to tell me all kinds of stories about things that were seen in the mountains and so on and so forth. So um, just that whole mountainous setting is is a wonderful place to uh, to investigate the paranormal, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you and and it's, it's interesting because when you do talk to these people, um, you do find those stories and it, and it adds just to, again, that knowledge base. Um, I, I absolutely love just talking to people. Um, most of them, when they find out that, you know, there's two things when somebody asks you, you know, what do you do? And I say, I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, you know, you get, you either get two responses. One, they look at you like you've got four heads or two, they, they want to tell you their paranormal story. And, right. uh, I, I love hearing those because it's always like, you know, I, I experienced this or, you know, I had an aunt that, that this happened to her. Um, so it, it really is. Um, kind of a, a cool thing to talk about. Um, and then they ask you where you've been and, and those experiences and getting to share those is, is something that we, we really enjoy doing. And you, and you know, things like you guys are doing is a preservation of that history mm-hmm. that these people are putting out there that, that you're, you're letting everyone know what they're talking about, what this community done, what the, if it wasn't for you guys, then that history would be lost. Just and, uh, yes, sir. So, you know, that's awesome. And that's exactly what uh, we're, we want to do as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, having groups like yours out there, I think, is, is what's keeping the paranormal field afloat, if you will. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I do think that it, it's, it's groups um, that, that are interested in that preservation that are really in it to en- enrich the knowledge base. As I said before, um, it's, it, it's those people that are going to bring this kind of out of that subculture, like I said before, and more into the mainstream. Um, you know, funny story. I uh, here in Ocala, I was asked to talk about the Ma Barker house at the Kiwanis Club. And um, so naturally, I brought in the paranormal um, aspect of it after I gave the history of it. And um, so after the after the talk, and I, I highlighted some of the evidence that we caught. And after and, and, and most of the audience was, were business people from the community. And um, so after I was finished, one of the audience members said, well, you don't look like a kook and you don't sound like a nut. Um, why, you know, why do you think this happens? And, and, and I, I, that's, that's kind of what I want to do. I, I, you know, with this team, I want to bring that 
um, kind of sense of professionalism, if you will, into what most people see as a subculture. Um, just kind of bring it a little bit more to the forefront and say, hey, you know, these are things that I cannot explain. I'm not telling you that it's paranormal. I'm not t- trying to convince you that, you know, Ma Barker and her, her uh, son, Freddie, are up there. I'm just telling you that when I went in and I accounted for everything that I know to do um, from a research standpoint, and these are the conclusions that I'm left with and the evidence that I'm left with, I'm just telling you what I believe. I'm not asking you to subscribe to it. That's up to you to make that decision. Um, but that's what I'm putting out there. And that's what we're trying to do to put out there. Um, and, and if that can convince somebody, that's, I feel that that's our purpose. Absolutely. So tell me, what's, your, what's the, the, what investigation that you've done that's the most fun and the most important to you? Well, I think they've all been important. Um, I, I think the one that was probably the most intriguing um, was Fort Mifflin. And I say that because we went in and, um, you know, it, it's a larger place. I don't know if you've, if you've been. Um, it's a large place. It has a lot of casemates. It has a lot of history. It was involved in the Revolutionary War, um, you know, all the way up to, to um, you know, World War II where they were, they were housing prisoners and such. So there's a lot of history behind that. And so when we went in, you know, we set up equipment in various locations and, you know, we had some personal experiences, but not really. And uh, so at the end of the night, the middle of the night, really, um, we were kind of thinking, okay, this may not be our night for, for paranormal evidence, but it's a cool place. We're here. It's awesome. Um, about, I'd say about 9.30, 10 o'clock, um, across the river, they started setting up fireworks. And I'm talking loud, booming fireworks. So when you stood on top of these casemates and kind of closed your eyes for a minute, you could kind of feel like on a very small scale what it would have felt like to be in that fort under British bombardment. And we all kind of looked at each other and said, this may bring some paranormal to the forefront. And uh, sure enough, when we went back and looked at the evidence and reviewed the audio and video footage that we had after those fireworks went off, um, we got shadow figures, we got responses to our questions. Um, You know, it was, it was a very, very cool experience for us. Um, so that was one that I absolutely love, and I, I can't wait to get back to Fort Mifflin. Um, you know, we've, we've done West Virginia State Penn. We've done Trans-Allegheny. Um, for us, I think the one I'm most proud of is Ma Barker, uh, simply because that, that's new, um, and, and we're trying to lead the forefront into help with the preservation of that. So um, that's one that I'm very proud of as well. Wow. Yes, I would definitely be proud of Mom Barker investigation. That would, uh, yeah, that'd be, awesome. yeah, that'd be like the highlight of my career, honestly. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, we, we grew up right down the road from there. Um, so, you know, when we would go get the mail on, on a, you know, a couple of times a week, it'd be like, well, there's Mom Barker house. There's Mom Barker house. And um, it, it's interesting because not many people in the area even knew that the shootout happened there um, or even who Mom Barker and the Barker gang were. Um, so when you start telling people that happened right here in Marion County, they're, they, they're, they kind of are in disbelief. Um, so again, not, it's not just the paranormal for us. It was the history of it as well. Sure. And, um, you know, again, bringing that out and, uh, showing people that may not have known the history is pretty cool to us. Absolutely. 
uh, yeah, that I, I I would probably just be content with the history part of it. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Um, well, I am going to send you the link. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, what we normally do, we try to take a few minutes break and, the, and let our guests get up, walk around, go get coffee or whatever you need. And uh, we pay a little few bills that way. We play a couple commercials. So uh, okay. we're going to go ahead and take our break. And uh, that way you can get you some beverage and uh, kind of gear up for the second half. Sounds good. I like it. Thanks, Dan. All right. All right. Well, uh, everybody that's out there in Wiregrass Haunts Land, as I call it, I want to thank you for listening. And y'all hang tight and come back. We will be back shortly.
Have you thought about becoming a published author? Don't have time around work, school, or family? Let us do the work for you. Save time by allowing eWriter resources to work for you. You deserve the best online writing services available. Let us make your book and your dreams come true. Be a published author in 14 days when we custom ghostwrite your ebook. If you need an expert, allow us to handle your business writing and ebook. We are capable of creating ebook covers, websites, and all the content to go on it. Check us out at eWriterResources.com. Are you looking for web design, press releases, blog posts, product descriptions, academic writing to cheat in class, social media marketing, and even logo design? Don't worry, there's a lot more, but I'm not going to list them right here. You need to visit Arden Marketing Enterprises at arden-ent.com. That's A-R-D-E-N-E-N-T.com. Or if you would like to speak personally to the owner of Arden Marketing Enterprises, call Teresa Fikes at 334-648-1214. Again, Teresa Fikes at 334-648-1214. Get on it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, Lord. I've been home in a year ago. I hope she holds on a little longer. Send a letter on a long summer day.
everybody, and welcome back to Wiregrass Haunts. Um, you caught me when I was running my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I see. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Wiregrass Haunts. Uh, we were talking during the break about some upcoming stuff that was going to happen in January. So uh, um, it's going to be some fun stuff. But um, I want I want to tell everybody that it's just joined us. We have an awesome guest tonight. Um, Chris, Christy Sumner, she is the lead investigator and the founder of Soul Sister Paranormal. And we have had some awesome, awesome discussion uh, about paranormal stuff. I mean, just in general, paranormal stuff, investigations and stuff. So uh, anybody that's missed the first half of the show, I invite you to go back uh, when the show is over and listen to the uh, first half. And um, you, I guarantee you'll 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 have a good time. But uh, uh, but right now, I don't want to keep her waiting. She might run off on me. Christy, are you with us? I'm here, Stan. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Um, so when we went to break, we were had just got through talking about your your guys' investigation in just outside Hickory, North Carolina, and the whole. Um, historical aspect of things. Right. And you guys, when you put this, what, what caused you to put this video together? Is it just something that you decided to do with, with your group or as, as the group leader or what purpose are you making these videos? <laughs> well, it, it started out when we first started doing investigations, you know, our, our family would, you know, my parents, aunts and uncles, friends would come up and say, you know, what's it like? You know, what, what goes on on these investigations? What did you feel? What did you see? And so I would show them some of the clips that we would have. And then I'm like, well, if I'm, if I'm wasting the time, not, you know, quote unquote, wasting the time, just pulling these clips out, why not put a video together and kind of highlight the investigation? And then I thought to myself, if we're doing that, then the real purpose of this is to highlight the history because you can tell everybody how amazing Fort Mifflin is um, and, and just kind of give a little bit of lip service to, you know, this, this amazing fort um, in, in Philadelphia. Um, but to actually bring the historical part in and, you know, tell, tell the audience that, you know, George Washington actually gave these these um, guys protecting the fort a directive to hold to the extremity so he could get his army away from the British bombardments. Um, when you when you can pull in those type of historical facts that are are not well known, um, that to me is is what became the important part. Um, like I said, when we first started, it was a way to get my sisters and my friends and I together for a girls' weekend and do something cool. But then the purpose really shifted after about one or two investigations to really highlight what we're doing and how we're doing it. Awesome. Well, um, you are very talented with your videos. Um, Thank you. Very, very much so. Um, Thank you. So uh, with the collaboration that you guys recently done with Miranda Young, um, mm -hmm. do you guys have stuff that you're, you're, going to be doing again with Miranda? We do. Um, we, uh, as I said before, we, we did the collaboration at Henry River, Henry River Mill Village. And uh, because of that, we will be both of us attending um, the Booze and Brews in October, October 26th. 
And um, she has also agreed to go with us to the Lizzie Borden house on uh, November 9th. So that will be a collaboration. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I can't say too much because we did have some unique filming locations, but she and I did take a, a 10 day trip through Florida and uh, we were able to, in 10 days, we did five paranormal investigations and uh, that'll be highlighted um, in both of um, uh, upcoming episodes for her and for Soul Sisters. Um, so again, it, it's just really refreshing to be able to collaborate with somebody of that caliber who also shares the same passion that we do to, to get the history out in a very unique way um, and be true to the story, but also bring out paranormal evidence that corroborates that history. So it, we've been very honored and very fortunate to, uh, to collaborate with her. Absolutely. Wow. Now, um, I had said earlier that the Lizzie Borden uh, <laughs> investigation, that one has always intrigued me. And mm -hmm. have you guys done that before? Or is this a first? This will be a first for us. Um, we're extremely excited. Um, we we did have we did have it booked um, for earlier in the year. Uh, however, a family issue came up and we had to postpone it. Um, but uh, no, we are very excited about this one. Um, I mean, I've been looking forward to this for over a year. So um, we've got a lot of cool experiments we're going to do. Uh, bring in some some really cool equipment. And uh, there will just be five of us for that investigation. So four soul sisters plus Miranda. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to it and just super excited about this investigation. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to definitely be watching out for, for <laughs> uh, uh, the, the result of that. I'm, I hope so. Yeah, it's, I'm super, super in, interested in that one mm -hmm. um, for sure. Yes. Um, so... Do you think, uh, and we were talking about uh, paranormal uh, TV shows and stuff earlier, mm -hmm. uh, and I ask a lot of uh, my guests that's paranormal investigators this similar question. I have an issue with really just one, maybe two, well, actually two paranormal shows. Okay. And um, I'm not trying not to say their names, but um, I can give you situations. You know, um, I have a problem with um, people putting a bag over somebody's head. Mm. And I also, with the age of all of our kids watching all of these paranormal shows. Now, mind you, we have a junior team. Yes. They don't investigate. Mm -hmm. um, they are in the learning process. Uh, we don't let anybody investigate on our team unless they're 18 or older. Okay. Um, and, but there's some TV shows out there that's given these kids some bad ideas. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some of the negative results of it. Um, you know, when you can go on Amazon or somewhere and buy a piece of, of uh, ghost equipment, ghost hunting equipment, right. and run to Walmart and buy a Ouija board. Right. Um, because some people preach, well, that's a, an appropriate part of this, you know. Mm -hmm. And you run out to any cemetery and you sit at John Doe's grave and um, try to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. All right. All of a sudden... <laughs> they get scared and run off home. Well, right. the teenager is sitting in the middle of their bed. Their grades have dropped. 
their their life at home has just become ridiculous. Their behavior is terrible. Right. Um, and they're talking about seeing things and so on and so forth. Well, what's the first thing parents do? They take them to the doctor. And right. then these people go to putting them on meds and so on and so forth. Right. Well, when you get down deep down and start asking these kids um, what's going on, and when they come out and say, well, I've seen that on TV, Mm-hmm. They have just opened up themselves to some sort of negative spirit. And like we talked about earlier, right. we both know that there are negative spirits running amok out there. Right. And uh, so with that long interpretation there, <laughs> what do you think um, we need to do to to educate these kids that go and watch these TV shows? I do think that there needs to be um, a responsibility taken by the paranormal community um, to to put out there quality products or quality shows that, again, highlight the history and highlight what we're trying to do, um, which is just enrich the knowledge base and maybe find some answers um, or at least not, uh, you know, shrink the question pool, if you will. Um I think that there needs to be probably a stronger voice in the paranormal community um, to to be on the more positive spectrum rather than subscribing to things that are negative. Um, like for your example, the Ouija boards, we don't use Ouija boards. I'm not going to disparage against teams that do, but that's just not our style. So maybe more um, teams that, you know, kind of subscribe to that more positive um, investigation, if you will, for a legitimate and positive purpose should be something that should be brought to the forefront. Um, you know, as I said earlier, what we're really trying to do is bring kind of a, a professional element, if you will, not saying that it's not out there already, but kind of bring a professional element to the paranormal community in what we do in respect to, you know, while while we go to some paracons and stuff, what we also want to do is we want to go to more community, quote unquote, real world organizations and talk about our experiences and talk about our investigations. You know, go to Marion County um, here, here, here in Marion County and go to talk to the Kiwanis Club, go and talk to, you know, the Lions Club and the Elks Club and, and talk about our experiences. So it's not such a negative or um you know, subculture topic, if you will. It needs to be brought a little bit more to the forefront that what we're out there doing is not to bring demons out. It's not to, you know, call forth Satan or whatever. It's it's actually legitimately trying to find some answers. So I think maybe that's what needs to happen in the paranormal community. I agree. And something that we try to... Um, tell the parents if there's a child involved uh, that you need to sit down and talk with these children and explain to the best of your knowledge um, not this stuff that you see on TV is not to be taken lightly Um, and it's things that are out there that we don't understand that uh, you know not to be afraid to ask questions and that it's, um, of course, it's not so taboo now to talk about the paranormal. Um, it seems to be just a part of people's lives now. And um, 
so when you're talking with the adults in the family, mm-hmm. uh, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, uh, big brothers and sisters, they need to take a role in showing these kids, these, these younger kids, okay, this is not exactly like it, it, see, it seems on TV. Right. And, um, you know, I, I do tell uh, people, you know, get in church. Go ask to pastor. Go talk to a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, now mind you, huh. I have this. I have this uh, thing that I say um, to Christianity killed the world. Okay, um, when you have people that's running around out there um, beating people in the head with the with uh, little excerpts from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Telling them how wrong they are and so on and so forth, yeah. um, that scares people away. And uh, I think that some of these children, uh, teenagers and that type of thing, are seeing the same thing, and that kind of pushes them towards. Well, I'm interested in that. I'm gonna go on my own because there must be something to it, you know. Because you know, I see this on TV, mm-hmm. and with with that said, I think that has kind of polluted um, some of our kids' way of thinking, the way they approach things. They're rationalizing things. I mean, it, what do you? It absolutely has, and and you know, not just in the paranormal world. I think that's happened, you know, in, in society in general. And we're not obviously going to solve those problems here talking about it on this podcast. But there are other avenues as well. Um, but you're right. The uh, parents do need to be involved um, and, and really hit home the fact that these shows, they're for entertainment purposes only. Um, while they they do have that paranormal element and they are showing paranormal investigations and highlighting paranormal investigations, at their very heart, it's for entertainment. So there is sensationalism going on and that's just the nature of the media. That's just the nature of Hollywood. Um, that that that's you know that's what the the populace wants, and that's what Hollywood is giving them. Um, but to show them legitimate paranormal investigators and what they're doing and how they're doing it, that should probably you know be the 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 cry of the paranormal community to get out these quality videos, um, to get out um, you know the fact that this is. This isn't something to be played around with, um, and uh, you know it, it does need to be something that's taken seriously. Oh, absolutely! And I and tomorrow or whenever my granddaughter comes back over, um, I, your video I'm going to show. I'm going to have her to watch it and oh, say, "Look, this is what we're striving to do. Oh. This is what the paranormal community needs," and um, because she is really, really adamant about becoming a paranormal investigator and helping people. Mm-hmm. Well, that I'm, I'm honored that you say that. So thank you for, for doing that. I appreciate that. Oh yeah. And, and you know, I, I put some of our stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that talented. I'm still learning, but um, um, I have my heart in the right place anyway. But um, uh, so I, I, my granddaughter, she's taking a lot of classes and things like that. So she's starting to help me. So, Okay. That'll be a good uh, a good tool to to let her watch you guys' video and uh, um, you know 
let her make her own decision about it and everything. But I guarantee you, you know, that's the type of media we need to push. Really, it is. Well, thank you. And and that really, truly means a lot because that's kind of what we're trying to do. And if, you know, if we can help somebody, you know, like your granddaughter or, or somebody like that um, to kind of see that, that this is what it's really all about, then I feel that I've succeeded in doing something cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it, you've definitely done something cool. That's for sure. <laughs> thank you. Um, I appreciate that. So, uh, so you, earlier you mentioned Paracons. Um, do you guys uh, do you guys attend a lot of Paracons? Actually, um, we have not attended very many. Um, I hope to do so probably starting either the end of this year or next year. Um, again, it, it's it, it's kind of tough for us because we are so spread out. Um, like I said, we all live in different parts of the country. So, um, you know, uh, to try to organize something like that around work schedules and, um, you know, logistics of traveling and stuff, it, it gets a little tedious, more probably more so than, than some paranormal investigation teams. Um, so uh, to answer your question, no, not really, but that's my goal in the future. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, we had, you know, honestly, we've never been to a Paracon. Um, we had discussed doing that. Um, it never really came across as something that we might like to do. Then, uh, of course, uh, a couple of friends of mine, they said, hey, you know, come. Uh, in fact, we were invited to the one in Kentucky uh, this past year. And, of course, we didn't get a chance to go. Um our work schedules were crazy and, and with my wife owning her own company and um, oh, yeah. me being the paranormal butcher, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that time of year was really crazy. And, and I'm also the boss. I'm the market manager. So uh, I can't yeah. just, uh, I can't just leave when I want to. <laughs> it's tough. I tell you when, when the real world gets in the way of the hobby, it's, Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And it gets a little frustrating, but, uh, you know, we, we work it out. And, uh, uh, one day, one, one day we'll all be able to retire and, and do all the things that we love to do. And, <laughs> and Teresa and I had, had talked about going on the road and investigating all these places and so on and so forth. And, dreaming. Yeah, absolutely. We're dreaming. And, uh, but you know, it doesn't, that, that's where it starts. It right. starts absolutely. as a dream. Absolutely does. Yes, you're absolutely right. And and the, just the 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 making of the plan and the execution of the plan. That's that's really kind of what I found you need to do. And uh, when and also just getting it on the schedule of everybody else in the team. That's the hardest part. <laughs> so we we convene. Um, you know, pretty frequently. I mean, my twin and I, we talk several times a day, my younger sister, several times a week. Um, and then the other members, we, we, uh, we talk pretty frequently and then, uh, you know, we, we get together, try to plan where we want to hit. And then I'm responsible for getting that all organized and getting dates out. So it is, it is tedious. So, um, absolutely. When the real world intrudes, it's like, Oh, come on. I just want to, I just want to hunt some ghosts. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And you, you, you said you guys have five members in your team on your team, right? Correct. Yes, there's five of us. Okay, um, we have fourteen. Goodness. All right. 
<laughs> yeah. Some, you know, sometimes I look up and there's a new face and it's one I hadn't seen in a while. And I'm like, uh, wait a minute, are you on the, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're on the group. Um, go over here and do this. But, uh, uh, when you have a team as large as ours, uh, you know, we've had one instance to where everybody showed up. And it's the tiniest house. And it was like a one-bedroom house. And, uh, yeah, I mean, most of us had to wait outside. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, five is really good for us. Um, you know, uh, bringing in uh, a couple other investigators, you know, when we collaborate with Miranda, for example. Um, you know, one or two, you know, to me, once you start getting – eight, nine, 10 people, um, it, it gets a little bit different. Um, the, the environment changes a little bit, if you will, the dynamics change. Yes. Um, you know, if it, 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 for us being related by blood, maybe we're worse than being, you know, strangers on a team, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it, it, it is, it's some of them, you know, the smaller teams, they have their drawbacks and the fact that we've got to lug more equipment. We've got to set up. It takes us a longer time to set up, a longer time to break down. Um, going through the evidence review takes a longer time. Um, but for us, we find that, you know, five, six people, that, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good number for us to manage. Yeah. Well. Is it gets tough managing a, a large team. Yes. Sometimes I pull my ears off. I mean, like, Rah! Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I can see where that would be a problem. Yeah, scheduling is a terrible thing because I'm trying to, to I was trying to schedule around everybody's jobs and stuff oh, no. like that. And I'm like, no, I can't no, do this. You can't do that, Stan. No. Now, here's the dates. If you want to go get off, you know, if you're not off already, then you know. But uh, exactly. Uh, I mean, it does come in handy whenever we're doing a large venue, um, exactly. like battleship, like the battleship, which of course was one. We had uh, a couple of teams there, and I think there was a total of 10 of us. And that battleship is uh, like 829 feet long and 160-some feet wide, nine Mm -hmm. levels, and we still couldn't cover it all. That's fantastic, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, You know, for for us, also – um, you know, and maybe you can tell me how y'all manage it. To, for us, it's it's all about um, environmental management as well. I mean, we we're meticulous. I guess it comes from our background as researchers. You know, we're very meticulous about looking at every aspect of the environment with regard to light, sound, um, you know, different diff- different things that could impact you know what we think we're finding. Um, you know, for example, we all have body cameras with timestamps. And so when we review evidence, we absolutely know where every person was during the entire moment of the investigation. So if we find something, we cross reference, make sure nobody was in the area or who was in the area at the time. And so and, and audio and video review is, is quite tedious for us um, simply for that reason. So t- to know that there's 10, 15, 19 people at a location I mean, t- to me, it would it would probably drive me bonkers. <laughs> well, so far, like with the exception of that one little bitty house, everybody has not showed up at one time. Okay. And I think that works out in some cases because, you know, if, if Stan has to work and we get a call and we need, and maybe it's an emergency, somebody needs to come out really quick, mm-hmm. he might not can take off if he doesn't have enough 
uh, time to give a notice. Right. But someone else could go and fill in, and, and that helps out. Uh, we have one lady that is a, she is a labor and delivery nurse. Goodness. And when she's on call, she can't go very far. Absolutely. And she never works on a full moon with us. <laughs> I'm sure. I am absolutely sure. <laughs> so, you know, it, it works out in some instances. Well, good. Because we always have a team available where if it was just like me and Stan and one or two other people, Mm-hmm. Our jobs might interfere with us being able to go and do it, but we could send someone else to go do it in our place the way it is now. Gotcha. Well, well, that's fantastic. Um, that that's a very uh, cool way to approach that. When we when we first started, we ran into that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we never investigate just one person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm ex firefighter, EMS, and you know, we used to use the the three in, three out. Back in the eighties it was three in, three out. Now right. it's it's bigger than that. But uh and we still try to incorporate that. Yeah, we still try to do that, you know. I um It's I, just safety. Yeah, it's I kinda safe. break break things up, you know, and and break groups up and I and I'll make them according to how many people I have, but uh uh because one group is not going to investigate just like the other group. Absolutely. And, you know, we, of course, my guys, they, they, uh, they know how I like to approach things mm-hmm. and that scientific part of it. Um, I, I've tried to incorporate that with each one of them. And because as we were talking earlier, not everything is paranormal exactly. and well, way less than 1% is demonic. Absolutely. Um, so uh, the environment you were talking about, uh, the environment, uh, temperature, yes, parametric pressure, uh, you know, things like that all plays a part in an investigation. And uh, so and I love the whole body camera thing. Um, we've not integrated that. Uh, and that may be something in the future, but uh we have enough uh, other cameras sitting around, though. <laughs> oh, believe me. You know, if there's one thing I found about paranormal investigation, it's, it is the addiction to equipment. I mean, yes. and, and, and you don't have to deploy it all. But, you know, why have, you know, three body cameras when you can have six? Why have four night vision cameras when you can have 15? So, um, you know, I'll, I'll find myself on Amazon looking for another piece of equipment. I finally have to just say, you know, back away. Um, because it's, you just have to stop. And like I said, there are investigations where we don't even deploy most of it, but just to know I've got it. I don't know. I, I don't know why it's, it's, it's just an addiction for me. Sure. And you know, you can, you can say, well, I never have too much equipment. Okay. Now I design and build paranormal equipment. I'm, I'm working on a few things now and some of the stuff that we put in play, um, at some of us as a group have, have come up with ideas and, mm-hmm. and I try to put those things together. Right. And, uh, um, you know, I, I got a whole bunch of things sitting around that I've been working on that uh-huh. I hadn't quite finished all of them, you know? And, uh, yep. so whenever you have the Ghostbusters containment center exploding and, uh, <laughs> you're, 
for a while, every single weekend we were investigating. And then, you know, that that's awesome, but it gets to a point to where you have to kind of shut down for a little bit and just kind of recoup. Do you guys uh, do that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I spoke about the, uh, the 10 day trip that we, uh, that, that ghost biker and I took there in Florida. I mean, it took us both she and I, I mean, we talked about it for about a week, how we were still recovering. Um, because you know, it's not, it's not just the physical with this. It's also the emotional, um, that, that you really have to play into because your, your emotions are on high for most of the investigation. So yeah, you've got the physical of being at a location all night, um, but you also have that emotional and that mental, um, that that wearing down of you as well. And so when you do an investigation back to back to back to back, it, it takes its toll, it really does. Um, and then, you know, doing the evidence review, that's, that's another mental task, it really is. And people don't understand that um, really, that, that aren't in the field, um, you know, after we do an investigation, the, the next question I get is is pretty much next day or next week is when are you going to release the video? And it, it, you got to have to explain to them, you know, we had five cameras running for seven hours um, and we had six voice recorders running for seven hours. You know, you do the math on how how long we have to watch and listen. And then it's it's breaking down the evidence and putting it together in a meaningful video. So it usually takes us um, probably if if we do it quickly, the quickest turnaround time we've had was about three weeks from investigation to video. But most of the time it takes us probably about four or five weeks to get our video where we Exactly. Yes, absolutely. And okay. You're back to that, to the media um, question that we talked about before. And I think that's another drawback. It, it's that instant gratification um, you know, everybody thinks that you, you do an investigation um, in 15 minutes, then you do an evidence review in the next 20 minutes and you get the results, the, the final 15 minutes of the hour. Uh, and that is just not how it is. And, and, and it, it takes, a, you know, some time for people to wrap their head around that. So um, that, I think that'd be probably another drawback from um, from the paranormal shows that are out there. Sure. Um, you have three days of filming uh -huh. and they put together in what 30 minutes show or exactly. 45 minutes show. Um, it's impossible to turn around. Like we've had clients that said, okay, um, show me what you got. And this was like right after we, we hadn't even put our, took our equipment down, you know, <laughs> and like, uh, no, it doesn't work that way. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And, and, Sometimes we uh, we will allow um, we will allow our clients to set maybe watch the DVR system or something with us and and um, oh, they see dust they, they get crazy oh my god look at all of them look at all of them flying around and I'm like yeah okay um, yes yeah, so yeah, I've got strong feelings on the orb versus dust discussion myself <laughs> right um, you know. I, th I thought about getting us a, some in dust and and replacing the label and you know orb killer or something. <laughs> there you and, go. It, I mean, people. Now we have gone to places where there was no dust. I yep. mean, we got nothing but straight up video and mm -hmm. uh, everything that happened was straight up and. Yep. Uh, 
And I made a comment to a lady. I said, you know, you have got to have the cleanest house I've ever been in. Um, you set up these these infrared cameras, and it kind of tends to, to, especially us going in and out, yes, um, yes. kind of tends to kick the dust up. And she says, mm-hmm. nope, I won't have dust in my house. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's interesting. Uh, you know, we, we're very meticulous about that as well. And, you know, there is very, very few times where um, we'll side on the fact of an orb rather than dust. Um, but I'll tell you, we, we did the Mon Barker house and that place was, was surprisingly free of dust. And down here in Florida, I mean, we have insects galore. So, you know, there's, you, you always have a fly or a roach climbing up the wall, or a cricket going through the screen or something. There was nothing. Um, so we, we did, there was two things in that video where we said, okay, I, I think this is this is more energy than insect. And so we did call that. Um, but otherwise, you know, for us, I, I'm always erring on the side of it's dust or something with wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, of course, we're in South Alabama. So okay, we're... Yes, yeah. We're not too far from you, yeah. and uh, the sky is littered with uh, all kinds of bugs. Oh, yeah. and, uh, um, so, you know, guaranteed, you walk outside, out of your house, walk out to your vehicle, and you'll get hit by four or five different bugs, uh-huh. you know, at any given time. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so we can definitely relate to that. And uh, so it, it has to be something really, really strong as far as evidence wise on video mm-hmm. um for us to say when and i have a problem with orbs anyway yes but uh, uh my thing is um i have an issue with spider webs yes 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 Those are when you catch them on camera <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, there was one we had a camera set up at uh we had several set up um, at the exchange hotel and there was one, um, this little spider, I mean, he came right down on the camera lens and uh, <laughs> you can see every part of the spider for a good 45 minutes. He's just walking around the lens and, and doing whatever little spiders do. And, uh, so you're screaming at the little guy, but, uh, yeah, you see everything. Uh, it, it is amazing what you see. I mean, we've seen deer on some of our cameras through the windows and stuff. And, um, Turkey, uh, we've seen those. So there's just a, a, a litany of things that you can get if you got the camera pointed in the right way. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. And it, uh, we had an investigation to where there was uh, a spider web that uh, people that was watching the cameras uh, back at base, I call it. <laughs> we can figure out what it was. Um, they were like, uh, "Come here, come here, come here! Look at this! Look at this!" and <laughs> I go walking over there and this big long thing is just slowly going across the screen. But then it comes back, dude. Yeah, and then it it comes right back and they're going, Oh my God, look at that spirit. And I'm like And the client was looking at the screen at the time that they were just freaking out. So I looked at Teresa and I shook my head and I said, uh, see if it goes away. And I walked through the door because we were actually investigating a barn. <laughs> and I walk into the door and I shined a flashlight up in the loft area and I followed it down and I found the, sp- the spider web. <laughs> and I walked over 
and I put my finger through it, and you could hear every hear everybody <laughs> sitting over there. Look at that! He just hit. He just hit it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, guys, this is a spider web, okay? You know, yeah, and yeah. then they go, well, we are a web paranormal group, but, but no, it's not like that. And uh, so. Now you need to put that on a blooper reel because that would be hysterical. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do, we do, and and that may be something in the future too. Um, so uh, yeah, we had talked about putting together because we have a big lot, a lot of bloopers. Trust me. Oh, we all do. People, yeah. Uh, some one of our lead investigators walked into a building. Just <laughs> walked. Right into the building. Okay, it was me. Okay, I, I admit it was me. Um, well, she said lead investigator, so. Yeah, that kind of gave it away, right? Yeah, um, that was subtle, Teresa. Yeah, we uh, we, we were investigating, and I was outside, and I had a cameraman behind me. and well, I the, had, the camera, the, What saved him was that the cameraman tripped over the bush at the same time Stan was walking into the side of the building. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to him and I turned around and I'm like, Sean, you know, and then I just was walking forward. And as I turned back around, bam, there it was. Oh, man. (laughs) And I just knew that he had it on camera, but I didn't hear him laughing. Okay, and I stepped back and I said, man, did you see that? And he says, no, I had the camera over here. I was tripping over there. I was like, boy, that was Yes, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so no, I think we all have our share of bloopers. Oh yeah, yeah. We had uh, we did a um, a tag along thing one time, and we had one of them slide down the stairs oh, of Poly Jail. That scared me. Um, it was woman. it was an older woman. I mean, after we oh. got over the surprise and the scare of it, you know, um, she laughed it off. Everybody and, uh, was reaching out to grab her. I mean, she had plenty of help. <laughs> yeah, and, and when I looked at it on camera, I'm sorry. I, I had to laugh. It, it was funny. Um, I'm glad the lady didn't get hurt, but it was funny. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, you, you just never know. And the fact that you, you, you usually have multiple cameras running, you're guaranteed to catch something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, you're not you're you're never safe exactly. I mean, <laughs> never never safe. yeah so I, I definitely see a soul sisters paranormal uh blooper video in the very near future it's coming <laughs> we, we've been talking about it for a while it's coming you know we can't be known for for finding spirits in the on the, we can certainly be known for the funny aspects of it. <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> all righty well um we're right down here towards the end of the show, and do you want to let everybody know how they can get in contact with you and what you guys got coming up that you want to tell everybody? Sure, absolutely. Um, our website is www.soulsistersparanormal.com, um, and uh, we're, we have our own website. We do have a Facebook page. Um, again, Soul Sisters with an S, Soul Sisters Paranormal. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel where all of our uh, our videos are housed, so you can go check that out. Um, as far as what's coming up next, we do have a couple of collaborations, again, with Ghost Biker Explorations. We're very excited about that, and uh, we'll be going to the Lizzie Borden House on uh, November 9th, 
And we also have several several events coming up. Uh, most importantly, October 26th, we'll be at the Booze and Brews at uh, Henry River Mill Village. Um, we'll be releasing some more videos here, um, hopefully in the next couple of months. Um, we're, we're going through evidence review. So uh, just bear in mind that, that that does take some time, like I said, but uh, we've got several videos coming out. Um, and also uh, Ghost Biker Explorations will be having um, some of her videos released here in October. Um, so uh, very much looking forward to that and, and, and her new season as well. Um, so yeah, just a lot of fun stuff coming up this year and throughout the end of the year and, and um, have some really cool things for next year as well. So we're really excited. So um, again, we just want to thank you so much for, uh, for having us and, and letting us kind of tell our story. Awesome. Well, you have been an awesome guest. Well, thank you. And we thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Um, it, it's been truly, truly a, a fun evening. And uh, we're definitely going to have you back, especially after some of your events and uh, especially after the Lizzie Borden yeah. event. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to clue me in. So, yes, uh, absolutely. I, I'd love to stay in touch and, um, you know, maybe we can get a collaboration together um, with our groups as well, because uh, it'd be it'd be great to meet you all in person. Absolutely. I agree. And uh, anything that you guys need me to share or want to help with or anything like that, you just feel free to to contact me and we will get it done. Absolutely. Well, likewise, we're, we're always uh, ready to support y'all as well. So thank you very much for the time. I really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Well, I hope you have a great evening and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. All right, everybody. Um, it's an awesome show tonight. Um, that was Miss Christy Sumner uh, from Soul Sisters Paranormal. Guys, y'all go check her YouTube out. Go check their website out. You heard all that information. Um, look at her videos. They are just simply awesome. And um, like I had said, I'm going to, my junior team, I'm going to get them to watch some of their videos because this is exactly what this field needs are, are, is, is teams like that that's putting out the truth, putting out the historical value of the whole paranormal field, the whole paranormal industry, if you will. So anytime that you guys can, can help uh, with that or help a local place that's, that needs help, um, you know, search out your local paranormal team. Show them some love. Investigate them. Find out what they're all about. But uh, meanwhile, we are going to let y'all have a good evening. And Teresa, are you ready to go? Oh, yes. Good night, everyone. We want to thank y'all for listening to Wiregrass Haunts and to the Web Radio Network. And stay tuned in eight minutes, midnight at the crossroads with uh, David Humphrey and Sean Sellers is coming on. So y'all stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening.